All right, so I hope that you enjoyed our rather unconventional worship because we're going to kind of keep that going. <laughs> um, as I was thinking about what am I going to say as we're coming closer to Keiki Ministry Sunday, I thought, well, I mean, I have everyone from, you know, one and two years old all the way up through 82 years old, and how in the world do you teach everybody at the same time? So what we're going to do is we're going to share with you a little bit more about what happens in our keiki classrooms, and I'm actually going to teach you a keiki lesson. So from our curriculum that we've just started, it's called the Gospel Project. Every single uh, lesson focuses on who Jesus was and what he came to do and says that the entire Bible points to Jesus. It's not just the New Testament, right? So um, what we're going to do first is we're going to make this very interactive for your keiki. So parents, if you're like, oh, my kids are going to be in here the whole time, don't worry. We will have them up and down and out of their seats starting now. So our story today is all about uh, Jesus calling his disciples. Does anyone know what a disciple is? Especially of you keiki. Anybody know? You have a guess? Bree, what's a disciple? They, they go do stuff. That's, yep, they do stuff. Yep, they do stuff. What do you think, Hannah? A follower of Jesus. That is like a dictionary definition. Good job. Someone who follows Jesus, both physically, his disciples followed Jesus wherever he went. They lived with him for the three years that he did his ministry. But more importantly, they learned to follow him in their hearts, with their lives. And later on, even after Jesus went back to heaven, they carried on what Jesus wanted them to do, right? And what he modeled for them. But what is really important for a disciple, you might think, oh, it's all about going and doing stuff for Jesus. And that is a very important part. Like Bree said, go do stuff for Jesus. But most importantly is that before you go do stuff for Jesus, that you come and be with Jesus. We teach that here at Kauai Bible Church. We call that the daily office. And that is a, a time that we want to set aside every single day where we spend time with God and, and let him speak to us and be in that relationship with him. So I want to invite our keiki. Uh, in this story today, we're going to hear about how Jesus called his disciples and they were called to come and see to come and see uh, more about who Jesus was. So here is a, our picture that we could all come and see Jesus calling his disciples. So we're going to hear more about this story today. Remember that we are invited to come and see and be in a relationship with Jesus. So our big picture question, this is not new for our keiki. We've been doing this for the last few weeks. Our big picture question is, what did Jesus do to save us? What did Jesus do to save us? Does anybody remember keiki? Keziah, what did he do? Say it nice and loud. That's right. He died on the cross for our sins. Very good. Jesus lived a sinless life. He never did wrong. That's really hard for us to kind of wrap our minds around because we're constantly messing up. But Jesus lived a sinless life, died on the cross, 
and then rose from the dead. Yes, that is our big picture question today. Now, Jesus chose 12 men to follow him, and those people would become Jesus's disciples. But those are not the only people that became Jesus's disciples, and we also are invited to be Jesus's disciples. It started with 12, and then it grew out to become hundreds and thousands and then millions, and there's tons of people now that would call themselves disciples of Jesus, okay? Jesus wanted people to know and believe that he is the Savior, and he also wanted them to go out into the world and tell everyone the good news of the gospel, okay? So, we're going to watch a video. Woohoo! <laughs> so, uh, the cakey like it whenever we get to watch videos. Um, so much of their lives is oriented around screens. So we don't like to do the whole thing, but we do recognize that they learn very well from videos. So our Bible story today is going to be up on the screen, and we invite you to watch it, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. The day after John baptized Jesus, John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus was the one John had been talking about. The one who was greater than John, who existed before him. This is the Son of God, John said. The next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. John's disciples heard this and followed Jesus. Jesus saw them and asked, What are you looking for? They said, Teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, Jesus replied. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. One of the two who followed Jesus was named Andrew. Andrew found his brother Simon and said, We have found the Messiah. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus. When Jesus saw him, he said, You are Simon, son of John you will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. Jesus found Philip and told him, follow me. Philip was from the same town as Andrew and Peter. Philip went to Nathanael and said, we have found the Messiah, the one Moses and the prophets wrote about. He is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathanael asked. Philip answered, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said, here is an Israelite who can be trusted. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus said, I saw you when you were under the fig tree before Philip told you about me. Then Nathanael said, teacher, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus, the Son of God and true King of Israel, came to earth to show what God is like and to save people from their sins. He called disciples to follow him. We are Jesus' disciples when we trust in him. We can invite everyone to come and see the good news about Jesus. All right, so Jesus chose 12 men to follow him. And what were these 12 men called? Who remembers from the video? And we've been saying it too. Disciples, yes, and Auntie Jan also yelled it out. Good job, Auntie Jan. <laughs> Good listening. Um, 
They were Jesus' disciples. Jesus invited these men to spend the next three years with him. Andrew was actually one of John the Baptist's disciples. Remember that we just, Kiki, we just a couple lessons ago, we learned about when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by his cousin, John the Baptist. So he also had disciples, who, people who were following him and learning from them. So Andrew was one of John the Baptist's disciples. But when Andrew saw Jesus and heard that he was the Lamb of God, he went and told someone to come and see the Messiah. Who did he find and tell that he had found the Messiah? Who remembers from the video? Who did he find? Hannah? His brother, Simon, and he brought him to Jesus, right? Then Jesus found Philip. And what did Jesus tell Philip? Who remembers? Simple. Jesus said, follow me. Philip couldn't keep the news of this Messiah to himself, so he went and found another person. What was his name? Nathaniel. And at first, Nathaniel wasn't too sure that Jesus really was someone important because he was from a small town, kind of like saying, oh, he's from Kekaha, right? Like he can't do anything special, right? But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that some people might have that opinion. I'm not saying I do. I'm just like going out an idea of a small town. <laughs> oh boy. They're getting out the rocks. Um, no, it's from a small town. In my state where I'm from, I would say Pueblo, <laughs> but you guys don't know what that means. People say it's the armpit of Colorado. Okay. Um, but it, it's a small town, something where nothing ex, ex, uh, special or are extraordinary happened and certainly nobody important or special could come from that place and it was true right Nazareth Galilee those were not important places in the geographical uh, map of Israel right so it wasn't uh, something that people would say oh yeah that's where the Messiah is going to come from where do people expect the Messiah would come from from Jerusalem in the palace where the king was right or that he would certainly come go to Jerusalem and take over the king and set up Israel as its own separate kingdom. Is that what happened? No, right? Jesus was very different from what people expected. Um, now, it's pretty neat in the story. Jesus shared that he knew Nathanael and saw him under the fig tree. How did he know that? Because he's Jesus, because he's God, because he had God's power. We teach the children that Jesus was both God and man. So he had God's power. He was fully God and he was also fully man at the same time. So no, he was not there with Nathaniel under the fig tree, but he saw them, saw him there because he is fully God. And then Jesus invites them to become his disciples and follow him. He also invites us to become his disciples. We can follow Jesus and trust in him as our savior. And like Andrew and Philip, we can tell others the good news about our great savior who saves people from their sin. So every time we teach these lessons, again, we wanna point to Jesus. So our Jesus connection, our Christ connection is that Jesus, the son of God and the true king of Israel came to earth to show what God is like and to save people from their sin. Sins. He called disciples to follow him, and we are Jesus' disciples when we trust in him.
We can invite everyone to come and see the good news about Jesus. That's what happened in the story. They couldn't keep the good news to themselves. They wanted to invite everyone they knew, their friends, their family, come and see, come and see this man named Jesus, right? And we can do the same thing to invite people to know Jesus. So our gospel plan poster is something that we've been sharing with our older keiki, our harbor keiki. And it basically is a plan that uh, helps someone understand how to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And there's these picture symbols that represent each part. So first you need to believe that, that God is who he says he is, that God is over all, that God rules, that God reigns, right? We need to believe that we sinned. We all fall short. The Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. We all make mistakes. We all do not what God wants us to do, right? We go the opposite way and live for ourselves. But we also believe that God provided a replacement for us, that even though we should have paid for our sins, Jesus took our place and hung on the cross and died so that we could be forgiven and receive the free gift, that's the present up there, the free gift that God gives to each and every one of us. We call that grace, something that we do not deserve. So we were shown mercy, we were not punished the way we deserved, and then we are given grace, which is the promise of eternal life, with God in heaven, but more also here on earth, we have life with the, we used to, we, at my old church, we used to say life with a capital L. We live life differently. New life in Jesus Christ begins right here when you believe in Jesus and you become his disciple and your life is different than it was before. So if you don't know Jesus and want to become one of his disciples, this is all you have to do. You can pray and you can say these things and you can become a disciple of Jesus too. So, and be sure if you have questions about that, ask your mom and dad, ask your auntie, your grandma, whoever brought you this morning. You can also ask any of the people sitting around you. We are a church right here, capital C Church. We care about one another and we want to see the whole world come to to know Jesus. And especially we want that to start with our keiki, right? So keiki, if you don't know how to become a, a follower of Jesus disciple, ask the person sitting next to you. I bet you they'll tell you. Okay. All right. We're going to know, we're going to watch another video. This is called questions from kids because they're so good at asking questions. <laughs> Hi there. I'm Pastor Kevin. It's now time for questions from kids. Curtis from Akron, Ohio asks, I have a hard time knowing if I'm following the world's ways or if I'm following Jesus. How can I know if I'm following Jesus? Well, that's an outstanding question. Listen, the fact you're asking shows a sensitivity to the Spirit of God and to the ways of Christ. Some people aren't even concerned if they're walking in the ways of Jesus Christ. I'm glad you're thinking about those things. The world's way and the Bible's way are often opposite. The Bible will tell us to obey the word of God and to, to love justice and to love faithfulness and to walk humbly with God and to obey our parents and to follow the directions of our teachers. And the world's way will sometimes tell us, uh, you don't have to follow the ways of God and you don't have to walk humbly. You can be prideful. We want to reject those things. The world 
also says we can find truth in ourselves and find truth in our feelings and we can do all things by ourselves. Well, frankly, the Bible tells us that we, we need one another and that we need the power of God. We also need to pay close attention to our heart's affections, to what our heart's desires. And we have to make sure that what we say with our lips and what we feel in our hearts match up. We can't just say we love God and then in our hearts really not like him. We can't just say we want to worship him and then in our hearts all these messy things are taking place. One other thing I would really encourage you to do is to ask more mature and older believers around you about your actions and how they align with God's words and how they align with the actions of Jesus Christ. How does Jesus show us in scripture what God is like? Okay, so this is such a good question. So I wanna ask all of our adults in here, how many of you feel like you perfectly follow Jesus and everything that you say and do? <laughs> Nobody's raising their hand, right? Okay, so Keiki, the adults, we don't have it figured out either. We all learn how to follow God and obey God day by day. And how can we learn? We can read his word, the Bible. We can spend time with God every day so that we can listen to him and he can teach us what he wants us to know. And he gives us people around us who might be older, who might be following Jesus longer. And that doesn't necessarily mean physically older. Sometimes, Keiki, you can teach your parents things about following God and what it means to obey God. I know my kids teach me stuff about God all the time and the things that they do and say. And so we, we even the adults, we can have the, the humility to learn, um, even from a child, about how to become a follower of Jesus in each and every day of our lives and what we do. Now, the disciples recognized that Jesus was the Messiah and they believed uh, this truth, re responded to the truth by following him. We follow Jesus when we trust in him by faith and believe he is the only way to be saved. And we show him we love him by following his commands. So we're going to take a minute and I'm going to pray for us. And then we're going to play a really fun game about following commands. And so, yeah, just... just <laughs> Here we go. All right, so everybody bow your heads for me. Keiki, go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes so you're not distracted. Fold your hands in your lap. We're gonna talk to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for learning, teaching us about how to be your disciples, how to follow you. We pray that we look to your word and we read it every day and we hide it in our hearts and that we will learn how to obey you and live our lives in ways that honor and please you. Help us also to go out and make disciples and teach other people the good news um, so that they too can be with you in heaven forever and that they can live a new and changed life here on earth. We love you, Jesus. We ask all of these things in your name and all God's children said, amen.